Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 6th. Today we are going to continue this week's Come Follow Me block, thinking about and learning about the Savior as we prepare for Easter Sunday. Yesterday we talked about the concept or the doctrine of justification, how each of us, because of and through the atonement of Jesus Christ, can be justified or forgiven of our sins. We talked yesterday and listened to the talk by President Packer called The Mediator, where he teaches us that each of us owes a debt, and the demands of justice or the law of justice says that that debt has to be paid. We are completely incapable of fulfilling or paying that debt on our own. It's just not possible for us. So in order for us to be justified or in order for us to be forgiven of that debt, the Savior had to pay that debt for us. I think sometimes I'm guilty of thinking of the atonement as just being like a magic wand eraser. Like I repent and poof, my sins are gone. And oftentimes I overlook that the price was actually paid, that in order for God to be God, that demand of justice had to be met. He can't just wave a magic wand and make it disappear, but that the Savior actually paid the price for my sins, for my justification. And so yesterday, that's what we talked about in that concept or that doctrine of justification. Today, I want to talk about the doctrine of sanctification. It's interesting. If you've listened for a while, you know that I'm obsessed in the scriptures when there are two words that seem the same, but that they're used differently in the scriptures. For example, meekness and humility, they seem kind of like the same thing, but they're used back to back in the scriptures. So they're obviously meant to have different meanings in the scriptures. So it's up to us to get to dive into it and to figure out what the difference is. The same thing is true with justification and sanctification. Oftentimes we could hear the two words and think that they're basically the same thing, but listen to this scripture in Doctrine and Covenants section 20, starting in verse 30, it says, and we know that justification through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just and true. And we also know that sanctification through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just and true to all those who love and serve God with all their mights, minds, and strength. And so it would be easy to be like, well, yeah, justification and sanctification, it's the same thing. But it wouldn't be repeated like that if it was meant to be the same thing or if we were meant to think of it the same way. So it's up to us then to get to dive into justification and sanctification to understand the two different things, how they're different, and what the Savior actually does for us as he justifies us, but also as he sanctifies us. So yesterday, as we talked about, justification is the price that the Savior paid for our sins so that we could be cleansed and forgiven of sins. But sanctifying means something else. The Latin root for the word sanctify actually means to make holy. So the Savior doesn't want to just return us to status quo by forgiving us our sins and returning us the same person we were before we made the mistake. Rather, he wants to make us holy. He wants to make us higher and better than we ever were before the mistake was made. And that also is a gift of the atonement of Jesus Christ. That is a gift of grace. Now, what's interesting about this is that sanctify and sacrifice have the exact same Latin root. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the two words stem from the same thing, because sanctification happens through sacrifice. And it happens through sacrifice on both ends. We can be sanctified because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 
of his laying down his life for us, his laying down his life so that we could experience justification and sanctification. But sanctification also happens because of sacrifice on our part as well. Listen to this scripture in Moroni chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, as it describes the process of sanctification. It says, Yea, come unto Christ and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. Now that's the sacrifice that it's asking of us, right? It's asking us to sacrifice something of ourselves. We need to deny ourselves something that would keep us from becoming more like him. We have to deny ourselves of that ungodliness. But listen to the promise. And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. And if by the grace of God ye are perfect in Christ, ye can in no wise deny the power of God. And again, if by the grace of God ye are perfect in Christ and deny not his power, then ye are sanctified in Christ by the grace of God. What I love about this is that, yes, we are asked to do something. We are asked to come unto Christ. We are asked to deny ourselves of all ungodliness and to love God. Those are things that we need to do. Those are sacrifices that we need to make. But notice it doesn't say that by our sacrifice, by our coming unto Christ, by our denying ourselves, then we are perfect in Christ. It says, do these things and then by the grace of God you are perfect in Christ. Sometimes because we know that works are so important, because we know that what we do matters, sometimes I think we reduce our salvation to our works. Sometimes. Sometimes we kind of cut out that grace aspect of things in our minds. Here we are told that we need to come unto Christ, deny ourselves of ungodliness, and love God. But even after doing all that, then it's by the grace of God that we become perfect in Christ. It's by his grace that we are sanctified in Christ. However, we are asked to sacrifice because sacrifice brings sanctification, not because we're paying for our sins, not because we're earning our way into heaven, but because that sacrifice, that denying ourselves of all ungodliness changes our hearts and changes our lives so that we become more like the Savior. In his now famous talk, His Grace is Sufficient, Brad Wilcox said, I have born-again Christian friends who say to me, you Mormons are trying to earn your way to heaven. I say, no, we are not earning heaven. We are learning heaven. We are preparing for it. We are practicing for it. They ask me, have you been saved by grace? I answer, yes, absolutely, totally, completely, thankfully, yes. Then I ask them a question that perhaps they have not fully considered. Have you been changed by grace? They're so excited about being saved that maybe they're not thinking enough about what comes next. They're so happy that the debt is paid, they may not have considered why the debt existed in the first place. Latter-day Saints know not only what Jesus has saved us from, but also what he has saved us for. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can live after we die, but that we can live more abundantly. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can be cleansed and consoled, but that we can be transformed. The scriptures make it clear that no unclean thing can dwell with God, but brothers and sisters, no unchanged thing 
will even want to. That is sanctification. It's the change that happens to our hearts. It's the enabling power of Jesus Christ to make us more and to change us. But that change comes as we have faith in Christ, come unto him, but sacrifice, act, do, live the gospel of Jesus Christ. That sacrifice, that willingness to live the gospel of Jesus Christ combined with our faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement allows for true change to take place in our hearts. It allows for that sanctification, that holiness to happen in our lives. And my friends, that's the beautiful thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that it allows us greater access to the sanctification of Jesus Christ. In Doctrine and Covenants section 84, it's talking about Moses and how he was trying so hard to sanctify his people that they might behold the face of God. And just a few verses before that, it teaches us how. In verse 20, it says, Therefore, in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. My friends, it's through the ordinances of the gospel that we have greater access to the justification and the sanctification that comes in and through the grace and atonement of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.